this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Outdoors in partnership with Warriors Quest is brought to you by Martin Archery, the number one archery company. Martin Archery combines leading edge modern technology with innovative design to give serious bow hunters and target archers what they demand. Axis Camera Arms for a camera arm that offers a smooth, full range of motion without restriction, lightweight, easy to pack, the name speaks for itself the Axis Revolution. Conquest Sense for more than 15 years, Conquest Sense has been selling premium hunting sense to hunters around the country. Bojax Inc., the best designed archery dampening system. Simmons Optics, everything you need, nothing you don't. Ozonics, undetectable, undeniable. Dry shod waterproof footwear, the most wearable rubber boot. Veteran innovative products, VIP broadheads. The first and only scalpel sharp broadhead with dual spring variable cutting width suspension for superior penetration. Elevated safety systems. Rancho Rio Lindo in Uvalde, Texas. Piney Woods Hunting Lodge in Eufaula, Alabama. So we're here at the boat ramp of Skeeter Pond. Oh, that's beautiful. Happy duck season eve, Julie. Well, and Matt just bought his duck stamp. Second, second, second duck stamp. My second duck stamp. Oh, that should be the tip of the week right there. Is Buy saying, your duck stamp. No, no, I bought my duck stamp, but keep your duck stamp in your uh, ammo box or something. Hey, that's money for conservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Wetland yeah. preservation. I'm, I'm, I'm buying a second one. I'll say, I'd say buy two because if you kill the duck that is on your stamp, if you got a second one that you haven't put on your license, you can always... Uh, have you guys ever yeah. actually used that stamp to mail a letter? No. <laughs> Listen, I letter. got stamps that are way more expensive than that duck stamp. <laughs> well, that $28 letter sounds pretty I got, expensive I, I could, to me. I could throw a $200 letter if I try to peel it, <laughs> it off of the paper it's already stuck to. The irony in that is, is that that stamp came inside of the envelope with a stamp on the outside. <laughs> So, to kick this one off this week, we're going to talk about, briefly here, talk about the Armistice Day Blitz, uh, which happened on November 11th, 1940. Uh, On November 7th, 1940, a low-pressure system that later developed into a storm was affecting the Pacific Northwest and produced 40-mile-an-hour winds that destroyed the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. On November 10th, the fast-moving storm crossed the Rocky Mountains in just two hours on its way to the Midwest. The morning of November 11, 1940, brought with it unseasonably high temperatures in the upper Midwest. By early afternoon, temperatures approached 65 degrees over most of the affected region. However, as the day wore on, conditions quickly deteriorated. Temperatures dropped sharply, winds picked up, and rain, followed by sleet and then snow, began to fall. 
an intense low pressure system had tracked from the south southern plains northeastward into western Wisconsin, pulling Gulf of Mexico moisture up from the south and pulling down a cold Arctic air mass from the north. The result was a raging blizzard that would last into the next day. Snowfall was up to 27 inches, winds of 50 to 80 miles per hour, 20-foot snowdrifts, and 50-degree temperature drops were common over parts of the states of Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. In Minnesota, 27 inches of snow fell at Collegeville, and the Twin Cities recorded 16 inches. Record low pressures were recorded in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and Duluth, Minnesota. Transportation and communications were crippled, which made finding the dead and injured more difficult. The Armistice Day blizzard ranked number two in Minnesota's list of the top five weather events of the 20th century. Survivors described the cold as so severe that it was difficult to breathe, with the air so moisture-laden it was thick like syrup, and the cold seared the survivors' lungs like a red-hot blade. Many individuals claimed that animals were aware of the upcoming weather shifts, which led to animals moving rapidly from the area. Duck hunters, who were out at the time, were amazed at the amount of ducks that were in the area and on the move through the sky. One survivor recounting there were thousands. Casualties estimates range from 159 to 210. About 85 were duck hunters from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois, and 66 were sailors on Lake Michigan. The rest were made up of trains, passengers, motorists, farmers, children, and more. The massive loss of life inspired the U.S. Weather Bureau to invest more in technology and communications to ensure that this never happened again. Now, we bring up all this to, to emphasize how important it is to have a plan. With today's modern weather technology, I mean, we've got hour-by-hour hour forecast updates. Yeah. But, um, stuff, especially down here in Florida where we're at, could come up on you out of Happened many a time. Yeah. Happened to me and Matt. <laughs> it, 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 it's not snowstorms here, but it's thunderstorms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's me and Matt were out fishing one day. And oh, a, yeah. what was that a ten foot? Ten foot IPB? Twelve foot. Twelve foot IPB on yeah, Lake Harris. And a, on the back. Yeah. a storm rolled up. The waves on Lake Harris were so big that that twelve foot boat would go up. I mean, there was no going between waves. It went up one and then down in between them. And then worse comes worse, halfway back to the boat ramp, we spun the we spun the hub on the prop. Oh man, <laughs> sounds like a fun day. Oh, dude, I'm talking about we were bailing water out of the boat as we were going to keep from getting too much water in the boat. I had a guy that wanted to hunt with me, and he was a new hunter, and he was all gung ho to spend the night out on the boat and everything else, and he was all for it one night, and I didn't check the weather. And we went out there, and we're sitting in the marsh, and storm rolled through, and I had a little, like, queen-size blow-up mattress in the bottom of the boat, and I was sleeping. He woke me up, and he goes, Matt, you got a problem? I said, what's going on, man? He goes, well, our spot where we're hunting in the cattails is about 300 yards away, and uh, we got blown out of there. We got blown out of the decoys. I was in about chin-deep of water, and then we had to turn around and run it and beach it and winch it up onto the, onto the trailer. And then everybody else came to the boat ramp after the storm. They were just like, oh, yeah, we're going out. And I was just sitting there after. I was like, hey, can you go check out my decoys? I'm going home. I'm cold. (laughs) (laughs) And you you guys can hear the traffic going back and forth because we are sitting at the boat ramp right now. (laughs) We are. We're trying to hold down the honey hole. Hopefully. 
Yeah, we'll see if Briar and Matt's <laughs> shouting pays off. We'll find out in the morning, though. <laughs> that scares well, me. I mean, you didn't really let us down too bad uh, opening weekend peeling wood ducks that neither one of y'all could shoot. <laughs> so, but we go back to being prepared, and that's the type of stuff like uh, in my bag I've got rain gear. I've got a jacket. I don't knife them. I doubt <clears> I'll need it. I brought rain gear, though. Yeah. Did yeah. not bring an extra plug for your boat, though. No. no I lost that one. Toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not but 20 minutes before we recorded this, we yeah, discovered you me and Floyd didn't have any toilet paper. No. Did you use all of them? What no. I had left, I didn't have enough left. No, I didn't use all of them. Okay. First aid, though. Like, that's that's an easy thing to oh, throw absolutely. in the boat and throw in the bag. Yeah. I don't have any, but yeah. I've got something that I got. That I carried in my hunting bag. I got, yeah. Yeah, my every, got every bag. I got a first aid kit. <laughs> About a year ago now, it came to my aid last last year. Yeah. When I stabbed myself in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cutting a zip tie. I've been in a knife fight. I stabbed a man. <laughs> right? I fought myself. I stabbed myself. What do you think about bringing my own thing up? Put it up on the thing in the back. If he reaches into the 55 pom-poms in the back of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> this thing has actually saved me out on a big lake. That I advise everybody to keep in their bag, right there. You're already hunting with shotguns. With keep flare. a 12 gauge flare. Yeah, I mean. In your ammo box. Huh. That'll work. I wonder if they count that as having a flare gun. They do. Do they? Really? Yes, they do. So you can just shoot it out of your shotgun. Yes, you can. Huh. And I actually was out on. Uh, you know, I never thought the, of doing that. Yeah, I was out on a big lake, and actually one of those came in very handy, and I got towed back by a bass boat. You better cut that sucker down. You're going to have to put it in that spray casket you're supposed to. <laughs> it's all right. I got a spare gun. Because I got a three-and-a-half-inch chamber, and I ain't getting that sucker in tonight. No, no, you can, because you see down. it steps down. Yeah. yeah. And where it has a step down, that step down actually goes into your barrel. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works. Good it fits idea. good. Yeah. Never crossed my mind to do that. <laughs> Ever go out? Yeah. Now when you go fishing, you bring your shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flare gun. <laughs> That's a 12 gauge. I know, but I got flares. Or. Yeah. yeah. No, but it counts. It is still a technically, quote unquote. Um, it's a flare. You're shooting a flare. Yeah, it's a flare, but. It's a nighttime it, signaling device. Exactly. Well, now That's now what I've I'm got a for. good excuse to go buy one of them Mossbergs. The, the maroon Mossbergs, you know? Shockwave, whatever it is. You just need to find know. you some 410 no. flares and carry the judge. There you go. Yeah. Well, technically, <laughs> yeah. could you go out there and buy some of them Dragon's Breath rounds and count that as a flare? They're not going to be a flare. Yeah, well, it's a flare. It's not. It's <laughs> like phosphorus. <laughs> yeah. Still be pretty cool, though. I wish you could. I just want to light a fire with it. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with any subject, but I would love to light a bonfire with it. I just want to shoot one just to shoot one. Yeah. I'd do that. What if I match those sitting like way out in the middle of the road? That ain't my boat. That's Briar's boat. <laughs> <laughs> my boat is still back on the water in Central Florida. Still not registered. Still not registered. <laughs> <laughs> Never buy a boat out it, of Georgia. No. He's got the same problem you do. <laughs> yeah, that's my tip of the week. Don't buy a boat out of Georgia. 
We're don't just full of don't deal with Florida's DMV because I bought some places in Florida that I've got and I still can't get a registered down here because I registered in Tennessee when I lived I didn't there. have a problem with with my boat at all. Like not a single problem. He gave me a funny look when I told him I straight up traded for this boat and didn't pay anything for it. But <laughs> you know, you can, it really, it doesn't depend on the DMV itself. It depends on who you get at the time. Very true. Oh, yeah. Well, the people I spoke to had no idea. They, they couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that I didn't have a boat on this boat for several years because we literally just broke. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a 12 foot John boat. We paddled it. We well, that's the whole it. reason that you're registering it is because once it hits 16 foot or it has a motor, then it has to I'm, be registered. I'm old and I want to use petroleum power. Alright? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, let me tell you this. I got to go back to this house. I went and walked the house yesterday. And when I pulled up in the driveway, I kind of sat there and I stood there in the driveway for a second. I'm just standing there because she has a tank layout boat sitting up in carport but it has this stuff like stuck inside of it fiberglass layout boat i know she has no idea what she's doing <laughs> son and i and she's gonna sell the house go walk There's nothing in i need to go back over there yesterday let me get that can i have that i, I want to I, I got a pretty big project i did today bring that stuff to this house yeah. were you looking at it to buy it walking it to buy it no or i was walking, walking it to doors to, to doors Son, yeah, you can go back to that place. I want a layout boat, something awful. Stove off Lake Burnett. Ooh, that's uh-uh, right there in Houston. But I, I, I literally got out of my truck and I stood there and she was talking. And I'm just like in a trance because I'm like, what the hell is this lady doing? <laughs> and I know she has no idea what she has. She's just got some two by fours and stuff stacked beside her. And I'm looking at it wondering, I'm like, I wonder if that thing leaks or not. <laughs> it definitely needs like a, uh, a gel coat on the inside so you can suck some of that. You sure it's not like a, is it 100% layout or is it like a Sundance sailboat? No, it's a layout boat. It's camouflage. And it's got a flat back on it. So you can put a trolling motor on it. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Put a little tiny service so, truck I looked at that boat and I thought. I got a 15 uh, horsepower Mercury off of it. Yeah, well, I looked at that boat and I said, wonder how fast that man ran on that 15. <laughs> 13 horse swamp runner on it. Yeah. Well, you get a 9.9 and you put it on the back of a 12-foot jump boat, and it goes faster than you want to do already. Mileage is 25 again. Yeah, and it's... We need it's to have heavy. a race. We need to have a race one day. I'll race you. My boat and yours. I'll race you. But do I think it. that's a uh, losing competition right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd race Jordan. <laughs> it would just have to be, like, a long-distance race wanna, where he would yeah, blow you it up. Do, hey, you want to beat Jordan? <laughs> you race him at an idol. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way you get me right there. I can beat him in corners all day. Yeah, you beat him in corners. I'll beat him all day. Oh, son, let's get in the corners then. Yeah. I'll jump in that race. Straightaways, blow him yeah, out I of the water. Yeah, I don't think so. He, you, you, you get me in the corners is what his boat handles. But the way he, with his boat, I'll beat him all day in the corners. Yours ain't too bad in the corners. It really, I mean, on the Aqualaha, you handled them pretty good. All right, so let's talk about these boats we got y'all are running. I'm running, all right, this this is Crim Billy Crim, all right? Are we talking about the boats that we're running or are we talking about the boats that we got? <laughs> the boats we got. The boats I, we have got. A, <laughs> I have the Crim Billy Crim Tracker <laughs> Topper 12. Yeah, with 
with two millennium seat seats. Cut out. <laughs> middle seat cut out. Homemade subfloor with two millennium seats. Weight reduction. I am white trash living in that thing, bro. Yeah. Living it up. But it worked. Y'all hunted out of it last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It actually did pretty good with a little yeah, 900 bow level in it. Sure Jordan. did, yeah. Got a gear bow bag, Jordan. Yeah, it, it did. It yeah, they pulled <laughs> Jordan. Christmas Eve. Pulled me right back in. More than one. I think that's what his boat for yeah. is practice on pulling people back to the ramp. Yeah, yeah. it is. I don't know. I I uh, have experience towing everybody except for Will yeah. back to the ramp. That's you ain't towing that hammer hammer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't towed me back to the ramp yet. And no, I have not. You no, I got a 17. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. You <laughs> She's joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby. Yeah. I got a 1744 Gator track. With a Mud Buddy 7000 on it. You had to say that slower then, Jim. 7000. 7000. Yeah. That's 35. What are you talking about? Mud yeah. Buddy, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap scoop. Spirit fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I got, uh. There's been more podcasts done over working on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I got a, a 16 foot edge with a 37 uh, slow drive. Myself, I got a 1654 Excel with a 4500 Mud Buddy. Um, you got a black death, don't you? Yeah, it's got a black death on it. And we put a 4500-pound winch in the front of it, and we cut that thing and hacked that thing apart. That thing, my wife, well, my fiance, about to be wife in two weeks, got pretty upset about that boat because we bought it, and I spent the wedding money on the boat, actually. And, uh, Ooh, that's a good way to start it off. Yeah. <laughs> we got it back, and uh, I said, is this what you really want? She said, absolutely. I've wanted that boat for about the last eight years, and we got it home. And then two days after I got it home, I sent her pictures, and it was up in the air off my crane. And uh, I had a million holes cut into it, and we were chopping, cutting it, rebuilding that boat, doing what I wanted to do with that boat. She wasn't too happy. She was just like, well, why don't you just start out with a tracker? This is what you want to do with it in the end. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just got to have the name. Mike's got him a tracker. Yeah, 1648. It's um, got a 40 Merc on it. But that thing moves, don't it? Yeah. I think it went, 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 it was like 35 when we went down the river. So, no. I'll I mean, tell you. I haven't duck hunted out of it, but got a couple gators so far. Now, let me tell you about the baddest gun they have in there. I was going down the Altamaha River down here to my lake, and I come around this bend, and there's this dude sitting off to the side, and he's in a 12-foot jump, but it had a center console on it. And I'm like, what the crap? And huh. it's got like a three-and-a-half-horse kicker hanging off the back. He's over there fishing with it. <coughs> Why keep that console built up for a third handle motor? Well, little did I know until he come ripping around the corner about 10 minutes later, he's a jet jump. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And that center console was there since he's sitting on top of that, that jet motor. I will, I will own one. I he can say that right now. He was ripping, bro. <laughs> 25 plus ripping in that 12 foot jump, bro. Jeez. I said, oh, that's why. 
That's cool. Did he get a little <laughs> fixed here set up? No, he had a whole center console with a steering wheel. Oh, man. He, he just had a seat on top of the motor. I was out there in Titusville one day, and I was uh, hunting. Or I wasn't actually hunting. I was redfish in a little creek. And this guy came around the corner in like a 13-foot high side canoe. He came around that corner, and he had like a 35 on the back of it. And he was screaming through there. And it was all fixed here when he was in the front just because the weight was so much in the rear. He had to be in the front of the boat. I've never seen someone fix it. Peter Till Mason. But it's not a stick steer. This is homemade. He's sitting on top of like a motorcycle seat with motorcycle handlebars on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. With a twist throttle. Yeah. He was, was that like, was, he posted a bunch of videos on Mudboat Mafia a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. Like, because that it, right there is probably the, I, I would have to say, the best way to put a steering wheel in a mudboat. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just the way you sit, the way you sit behind it, and the way you steer it. That's got to be sensitive. Do you remember? Do you remember Corey's old boat? Uh, well, the Love's old boat. That was that long tail, oh, or was that the DeBose's? That was the Love. Well, both of them. Well, the Love's had the Harley motor. No, yeah, that was the DeBose had the Harley. Oh yeah, the DeBose had the Harley motor. Yeah, you couldn't keep that thing together. I cannot tell you how many times that boat was in my shop because it kept on breaking and breaking and breaking. God awful loud. It had a Harley motor in it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why it kept breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Love's had the long tail too. And I hated I my long tail. Like I'll long tail. tell you what, though. <laughs> Mike's long tail. My, your long tail wasn't too bad. No, I liked it. It was good until I locked the motor up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I hated my long tail. I just didn't like the setup, having to turn it whenever you yeah. get parked. You know, but yeah. other than that, I had to, the shaft cut off about a quarter of the back. I had, well, mine was, it was easy to take it on and off. Mm -hmm. I just put the shaft back and forth. Yeah. Barry just gave me the go-ahead to build a 24-footer to point the circle traps on the back of the center console. Yeah. So we can drive a barge around. Darn right. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, I could take this boat more than you could. Uh, Have you well, seen where we're going to hunt today, we could take it. Have you seen that? Uh, is this today yet? Yeah, yeah it's there today. Was, uh, <laughs> you talk about a barge now. Nope, not yet. 30 minutes in a duck season, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> has, 30 uh, minutes. <laughs> twin airboat motors on the back. Do what? Jeez. Yes. Jeez. This was like a, a 10, 12 foot wide, 26 foot airboat. Jeez. Twins on the back. You uh, ain't getting that joker up on dry land. No. <laughs> not easy. You ever seen that? There's an old boy. I, I followed him on Instagram for a long time. It's called, and then there's other guys that have it too. But his, he's got a serious rig. It's Midnight Blue Bow Fishing out of Louisiana. Old boy's got a, I mean, a barge of a boat. It's huge. I don't even remember how big it is. He's got three gator tail service traps on the back of it. Holy crap! That mm. thing 
scoop. Well, you know, I don't know why the flat fishing community sticks their nose up and like turns down mud motors so much. Noise pollution. Yeah. Plain yeah, simple. but I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I, it's noise. But once you get to your spot, you shut it off, and you're gonna pull wherever you want to go anyway. Yeah, but here's my thing. I'll tell you this. I don't like listening to the motor run. So the quieter I can make it, if I'm fishing and I don't really need that surface drive, then I don't. I don't want it. I'd rather have a motor like a, a, four, a four stroke that's a whole lot quieter mm -hmm. with the exhaust down in the water. So as I'm driving, I can have thoughts in my head and hear myself think as I go. Down. I have thoughts yeah, in my head. I just can't hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, he's got a 18-foot Eastgate with a 60 Yamaha on the back of a four-stroke. You know, super nice boat. Um, I love it. I love to drive it. It handles well and everything. But I cannot tell you how much it enjoys me when he's, like, stuck out there on a barge or he hits George's, uh, George's bar or hits Tiger Shoals or something. I come across there when I'm duck hunting. Or come yeah. back from duck hunting at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I just skip across the bars right <laughs> yeah. there where he's yeah. stuck. Yeah. Just like, see you later. And he's calling me and just like, hey, can you pull me up? No. <laughs> yeah, it's like my, that 40, it's pretty quiet. But, um, yeah, it is. I mean, I can still scoot through about <laughs> six inches of water, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to cruise through it like y'all would, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it'll get me there. I, I got it mainly for gator hunting and inshore fishing, but. You take your family out in it too. I mean, yeah, I can, yeah. I've had, I've had. I mean, I do miss my mud boat. I had the long tail on it, but that's one of the big problems when it comes to a mud boat compared to an air boat and a flats boat and everything. When you get a flats boat, you get accommodated to running a certain way. You try to push your limits a little bit, and you yeah. get stuck because it's still in the water. Once you get one of these boats, you get accommodated to it, and you mm -hmm. push the limits a little bit, and you get stuck on dry land. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Done that a time or two. Yeah, yeah. multiple boats, times. All of us would love to have, but none of us can afford. Yeah. So here's where I need from you, Matt. What's up? You can never work for me. All right. Here's what I'd say. Let's build it. You want a fixed one? Do you want we one that we can? We've got a CNC plasma table. I, we can cut you out wherever you want. I got a long <laughs> shaft motor on a short shaft tank. We can build one. I built one Less for uh, my bud, my mud boat because it's the V4 Viper, and it was set up with a kick up that was originally for an outboard, and I had to build a whole new transom and everything put, for that. I wonder if we should put a jack plate on the mud. Well, we can instead of cutting our transom up like we were talking about. I wonder if we yeah. should put a jack plate. Well, we could offset it out back and then put a jack plate, but we can. Uh, you know, yeah, if you want to build a jack plate on it and stuff like that, then, you know, we can build it. That's not going to be a problem at all. Yeah. Listen, I just gotta get a jack plate. me and Matt, <coughs> one time in the middle of the night, I'm not even going to say half lit, I'm going to say full lit, built light bar brackets for my truck, custom built light bar brackets for my old blue truck. And I can't tell you how many people we come across Man, where'd you buy those? Because, you know, it sat so high up that it was whistled real loud. Yeah. Well, we sat the light bar literally right down on, I mean, it was a quarter inch from the windshield. And all the people, man, where'd you get it? Where'd you get that? Yeah. Custom built it. I remember those. I still have them. They're in my toolbox. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want mine to do it. 
They turned out really good, actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I want to put a light bar in my in my bumper. No, not in the bumper. I want it in the grill. You don't That's have, easy. You don't have a bumper. You don't have a bumper for a brush car anymore. You just have a grill. No, you don't even have a truck. You've got the Biden mobile. <laughs> 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 right now. Mine was in the truck. Briar, Briar, yeah, Ram's hand, my, my Chevy, it was nice. Big lifted truck, oh, big mass truck. Here we come, we're taking parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow. Look at him. It goes back, the, it goes back the, to Enterprise yeah. tomorrow. Holding right. the keys to it in his hand. <laughs> no, that's my, my house. <laughs> what, uh, will you get your truck back? No. He's getting on his Lamborghini. We captured Thanksgiving. Because of Because of Thanksgiving. Well. Uh, it looks like so it's I guess you ain't going to the Georgia then? Yeah, I don't know. When are you driving? That's the ultimate. <laughs> as soon as I'm done getting shot up yeah. the road. You he better get your mama to hurry up and feed you. Yeah, he better use his Lamborghinis and walk over to my house. I got to cook a couple pork butts. So. I think we're eating about 1 o'clock. I reckon I'll be on the road about 3. That'll work. I imagine I can make it work. Best Some way or another. I'm going to have to come and get you. I'll come get you. <laughs> <laughs> I cut up 19 for the four seater. No, I'll be on 46. Yeah, I'm busy. Not on 46, but this way. Well, worst comes to worst, by you can go ahead and take my truck and I'll grab my other truck. <laughs> I'll come get you. I'll Put tell you what, that truck will break down when you're going to Academy, but that truck has never broke down on me heading to the hunting spot. <laughs> Mine broke Can't down, say down that about on my the boat. way to work. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey. That my boat didn't. Tag. My boat didn't break down on the way to the hunting spot. It broke down on the way back from the hunting spot. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? We're talking about your boat coming. I think we need to go eastward up into that spot where we saw the Abbey Mountain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Back on that lake. Back there's hogs. In, there's hogs in there too. But we have permission to hunt hogs back there. We just got to get with Travis. Oh, no, we that's not true. We don't no, no rifles. rifles. No rifles. Oh, Shotguns or bows. What do you need rifles for? Uh, head boots. For now. Yeah. yeah. Just for now. I gotta go take my because of because of the owner. Fair enough. You know, I had to go past that like yours once, Jordan. I and remember it. Broke it. down like no tomorrow and all. I think yours actually broke down more than mine does. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's why I had to get rid of it. I, I went out, and I drove about six hours to this camping hunt trip. And I spent one out of eight days hunting. The rest was fixing the boat. The rest of it, I was working on the boat, and I was scouting and breaking down, and it was just a horrible, See, horrible that's, trip. That's why I like the way we scout. We take both boats. Yeah. And honestly, that's the safe way to do it. Yeah. I can't speak for all you guys, but me personally, I I like to think that I know my boat. I like to, like, even where we're at today, um, I grew up on this park. And uh, I've ran it quite a lot. I hunt it quite a lot. But it changes every day. It don't matter when you're on a moving body of water. Yeah. It changes logs. It changes, you know. Water's so high right now than the sun looks like. Exactly. So when I am by myself... I wear one of them uh, full inflatable life jackets that have that little um, cell in it that when it hits the water it goes and dissolves and it blows up. 
Yeah, but I when I am by myself, I will want to down here with. So here's my thing. I I would wear it when I'm by myself or not. I I because I I hope you guys are really enjoying the ambiance of this little place. Because this could be this place could be nothing. It's almost above me right now. It's almost duck season. I know. And they're just <laughs> running around. I'll say this too. Y'all ever wake up? I mean, at two thirty in the morning, we're going to the duck hunt, and you drive out. You're going hunting. Two thirty in the morning. Pull on the road and you see other people and you're like, man, these motherfuckers are Any time I'll be on the road at like three o'clock in the morning, what are these idiots doing? I'm like, wait, I am one of these idiots. I think, <laughs> I think that when I go to work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Why are y'all out you're of like, bed? who on earth is on the road at oh, wait a minute. So yeah. Jordan, what is this little mount set up in the side of your boat for? Push pole. What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah, it's for my push pole. Okay. There's three there. of them. There's one up here, one right there, and one back there. Okay. How many times do you pu- use the push pole on this boat? A couple times. Quite a bit. Just put a Yeti cooler between them two back. Boxes. Boxes. And I okay. stood on it. Yeah, I stood on it and pushed. We've, we've so how would you like flats fishing with the mud motor? <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> I mean, I caught. It's too fish. noisy. If if we had a if we'd had a good smooth cowling, I probably could have caught the bigger ones. Yeah. <laughs> now that was your fault. He wasn't he wasn't chasing it around the boat like he should have. Well, so here's a here's I also a big don't have problem. catwalk. I'll say here's a big problem with this boat is it doesn't have catwalk. I but can't we're gonna really change that. Yeah, we already talked about that. I just yeah. going into my shop to get a catwalk turned yeah. on it. It's getting, catwalk completely yeah. changes. It's getting catwalk. This front deck's getting turned into a storage box. I yeah. still gotta buy a fuel cell for it. We're putting a fuel cell in it. Yeah. I that's one thing I still gotta do to my boat. I gotta do the fuel cell. I gotta finish up the radio, but my biggest problem was I went and uh, we bought the house, and as soon as we bought the house, duck season came around, and uh, my boat got put on the back burner, and I don't need a radio duck hunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fault. So so my concern with my boat right now is I know that I have that Nora John boat, and I'm not going to keep it once I can get financially stable let alone I'm, I'm going to go ahead and finance myself another boat and I'm really thinking about getting a Caesar Tail Predator yeah it's yep. a good boat uh, those are those uh, fiberglass with Kevlar and crap Kevlar hull mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's just a like awesome go between between a hunting and a fishing boat mm-hmm. um, where are you going to use the power at so my my plan was to figure out which is more expensive the 50 horse to hot suit or the surface drive okay finance the more expensive one and then buy the other one cash and i'll go to fishing too i agree with that because uh, i got a 4500 black f on the back of my xl right now and it works great for duck season right and it yeah. works great for scouting but when you just go to cruise around with the fiance or the girlfriend or right you know the wife or whatever you got um yeah and or that if you like better. like i do you know, I spec fish out of my boat. I bass fish out of my boat. Um, sometimes I don't want, just like you said earlier, it's too loud and you don't want to deal with it. And running them surface drives, they are a workout. Mine's so not. here's what's really nice. This is what really <laughs> separates to me a surface drive from the outboard motor is the sound at idle. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, mine's a big lawnmower engine. <laughs> They're all big lawnmowers. That's what it, yeah. <laughs> Well, my biggest thing that... I mean, mine's got gear noise, too. Yeah. The only negative effect that you can get 
for buying two different motors because I'm buying a, a 40 horse Yamaha four stroke for the back of mine. Um, swapping them out ain't hard. It ain't doing it, but when you run that uh, outboard, it's smooth. It turns on a dime. It's quiet. You're a lot faster. And then when you swap back on over to the surface drive, it's it's shameful. Well, I'll tell you this. Just as with everything else in life, it's a matter of expectation. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you go into it knowing what to what you knowing what to expect to get out of it, you come out far happier than you than you you think you're just gonna it's gonna run the same either way. Yeah. So, but I, I like that motor. And like I said, I've had a while, no problem with the Honda Civic. Marge, you're, you already got the kids and everything else. Yeah, I got um, two kids. I'm fixing to close on the house here in like yeah. 10 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just closed on the house and me and Sarah were getting married in two weeks and we don't have kids yet, um, but I'm sure they're soon to come. That's what she turned around and told me. She goes, what? I was moping around the house one day, and she goes, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. We're talking about having kids and stuff like that. And I, I, I still want these other toys. She's like, well, what do you really want? I told her about that 24-footer with the duals on the back, dual surface drives, and some HDRs and center console and everything else. And she said, well, you own a steel shop. You can build the boat, right? I said, yeah, I can. She goes, okay, we'll build the boat. Let's finance the motors. Let's get it underway before we start having kids. Let's just get it out of the way. If that is what you really want, then go ahead and just do it. Yeah. See, but I tell you the biggest positive that I, I found as far as like buying things for kids goes is that having a, like a little boy especially, because I could go to Walmart and buy whatever nerd thing I want. <laughs> <laughs> He don't know it, and I can say it here because he's on his four. He's getting one of those things that Dirt just shoots the ball. Yeah. The, the ones that run on batteries? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's getting one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I understand. I mean, is he or are you? <laughs> I understand how you get hyped up about that because uh, my nephew Langston, he had a Nerf gun uh, birthday party out there near my house on that little park right there at the boat ramp. Yeah. Yeah, he had a party out there, and it was a Nerf gun party. So I bought him a little Nerf gun, and I bought one of them big old battery-powered ones, and I came out of the woods, and I just annihilated all these kids, and it was the funnest his, I've ever had. His second birthday. I remember this. When we were, when I was in the Army, I just got down to Camp Stewart, and I had a great group of guys there. And one of the guys, the guys got together, and they bought Rowan a belt-edge Nerf gun. <laughs> Battery-powered belt edge. That joker ran. Yeah. The next dude. The next day, me, him, and like the three of us, we had a Nerf gun fight. <laughs> Rylan has quite the arsenal of Nerf guns. <laughs> and he he was very upset tonight when he found out I was going double. And I said, "Shut up!" I, you you want to go with me? And I told him because I told him the other night I played with Mason, he wanted to go with me. So are we. Uh, is he going to be all right with, uh, with uh, getting up that early? Yeah, he's fine with that. Well, it's I a permit hunt. We don't have to get up early. Okay. I just make way too much sleep in 
So I've heard, heard here's the only downside in what kept us from doing it last year. Other than George Buckley's running the show. <laughs> the way you have to run into there. I've never been out there. It's very difficult for what I understand. There are mass, mass, mass amount. You can scout it tonight and go out there tomorrow. It'd be totally different. Totally different. The mass amounts of floating debris. Pretty well, much, you gotta just like find a we're spot. We're hunting the same exact. You, kind what of you, stuff. what yeah. you, basically, what you have to do is roost them. You, you have to roost your birds, and then. I don't like that. It's, t it's I mean, it's, it's so tough to hunt out there. You gotta roost them and run traffic. Yeah, I'm gonna roost, roost them and run the traffic coming off the roost. I'm gonna circle back around to boat motor thing here real quick. Pro drive. Needs to do two things. One, they need to stand the motor up. And two, they need more of a mud buddy style handle. Yeah. And I've never they, they do make handle. it now. They have yeah. a floating handle now. They have a floating handle, but no, it's they need that type of throttle, not the twist throttle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dude, it's easy. To, it'll. It's. It, I've driven Briar's boat, and I feel like I could whiskey throttle that boat so easy. When did you drive well, my so boat? So here's the thing. If put that it on motor the trailer that one night. Up, oh, okay. If that motor was standing like your motor's standing, yeah. you wouldn't have the torque. But you wouldn't have. You also up. couldn't. You also wouldn't have pro drive anymore because you can't tor You can't do a shaft drive off of it like that. You can't have a horizontal motor motor into right. a shaft driven setup. Another gearbox thing. Yeah. But I could add weight. I understand sure. what you're saying, but I also think if they went to a floating handle with a mud buddy style throttle and, and football, that that would solve then you 99% have to stand, of your then, then you still wouldn't. I'm not even a huge up. fan of mud, mud buddy's football. Yeah. I there's a like guy, the there's a guy that makes a metal. You can replace that football with a whole separate little like metal handle. And it's, I mean, it's basically football. It's a lot smaller, and he just has, like, the switches configured on it better. Well, that that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm going in, uh, on my handle, I'm going to just where it has the clutch switches on my handle. And then on my grab yeah. bar, on the top of my grab bar, I'm doing my trim switches there. Yeah. I'll say his stuff, he has some, like, he has some stuff back here, and then there's smaller stuff. I think his kill switch and stuff is further back. Well, well my reasoning for having... Pro my drive stand the motor work, up in, so it's so you don't have that torque of the motor pulling on the handle. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, because mine, you rev it up and you, the, the motor the torque coming. Well, I mean, it's, you know, if you know it's coming, it's a lot better. Yeah. But, like, your first drive, you're getting used to it a little bit. You, you do. So the, and but, the big disadvantage of not having that floating handle hit a log, and it'll yank that sucker right out of your hand. Oh, oh yeah. it will. And a heartbeat, I've had it happen. It don't matter what kind of boat you're in, you hit a log just right, and you better sure. hang on. Yeah. Oh, I know, I've hit a sandbar too, man. <laughs> you tell you, that's, that's the thing about hunting tidal rivers like that, mm -hmm. which is what we, I had a lot of in Georgia, I ran a lot of tidal rivers. God, I hope we get to go up there and pin this year. Everywhere. My brother was running Where? his Eastcape, 
Oh, by the way, we're going back to Butler Allen. At least we me are? and Will are. Yeah. Oh, uh, AJ drew the hunt, and AJ is going to drive down. We've already figured out a hotel, what it's going to cost. Cool. Yeah. You can go, but you're the walk on. Uh, the last time me and Jordan went, uh, Every, all the walk everybody that thing. got, everybody that drew, uh, everybody, that, everybody that showed up got the hunt. I don't care who's walking on, but it ain't going to be me, because I missed out last year. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine. But there's, the a, there's a hotel. There's a hotel. Off of Maha River. No, it's uh, Butler Island. Island. There's a hotel. What date? We could get it for like, what, what date? What is it, 18 bucks a night? Yeah. Something like that. What dates are we looking at? End of January. End of January. I might be able to shoot. Well, I don't know. We still got to talk about this big duck hunting trip that all of us are supposed to be going on. On down to Okeechobee. We got to center it because I don't want to miss Butler Island if we can go. Yeah. That was a fun hunt. If we're going out there. It was a pretty cool hunt, man. Hey, Mike. I'm up for whatever. All so waiters, there's no here, here's what I say. Across the, across the goddamn world. We make these two guys, the three of us, February look better than they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three of us sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <They> can. <laughs> That's fine I, by me. I would be more than happy. Absolutely. To run you guys in my boat and not put a shotgun in my hand. I will scout for you guys just for the veterans. I'm looking forward to that just to get out there one more time after the For real. Game. Well, I yeah. just believe I'll be out there this weekend. I'll, I'll be doing the youth hunt with my son this year, too. The same day as the veterans hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Take so him with yeah. me. You'll both be hunting. Yeah. Well, like I so told you guys cool I love getting Brantley out. That was awesome. Yeah. I'll say this, too. Even if it wasn't a youth weekend, you can still take your son on the veterans hunt because you can have yourself mm-hmm. and your immediate family as a minor. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, like I said before in the last podcast. If you shave your beard, you might look like a minor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, let me shave. Yeah, but um, you still look like a minor. I even go out after duck season (laughs) and run around and just to watch birds and practice my calling and see how they work and how they're dropping in and, you know, just as practice. Yeah. You just got to spend time. And, I mean, if you don't have work that day or you don't have anything going on that Saturday and nobody's out there to pressure these birds, you can go out there and nobody's going to say anything. I mean, I go out there, I do the full blind, I do my pop-up blind, I run 27 palm fronds on the boat, I completely blind up and I sit there and I call for these birds just to practice to get myself more prepared for next year. I'm not going to lie, I am grateful to have the veterans hunt that we do have, but I did not vote for it to happen. I think that that would work a lot better. Yeah. I like that idea. When when FWC put it out, they they put out, you know, either in the first first youth hunt, in the weekend of the split, or the second youth hunt. We all voted on the date, and I voted in the split. I voted at the end of the season, and I did that because usually the weather's a little cooler. I voted in the split so I could hunt the great period. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to talk about... um, the FWC meetings that we just got in at all, or? No, we'll hang off on it. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll circle back around to that here at a later date. Yeah. There's all right. I'm we'll surprised talk, that we'll, nobody we'll, showed up to the yeah. boat ramp. We'll talk yeah. after the podcast. But, uh, so, that, that's, a, that's a developing situation. We'll, we'll cover that later on. 
talk about possibly they even wanted to get mounted but I don't have they got like a six foot wingspan and I have eight foot ceiling <laughs> <laughs> so. not forever you can do a standing mount for the corner yeah we what talked about that what I said you got to get it in like the crouching tiger hidden dragon karate pose <laughs> and then you put one of them little uh, triangle shaped I wish uh, all you listeners like the kung, like the bird from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the listeners, we need to go in on the website, re-record that of you doing all those moves and you know post what? it. Yeah. <laughs> what we need so to post on there is how I got my trailer lights to work on my boat that came over last year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you I'll take a. When I get the new house, I have a detached garage, so I'm going to set up a studio out there, and I will start recording all these as a video for me as well, and I will start posting them on YouTube, so that you can see me go, oh, and because you're missing out on an awesome visual aspect of this. I mean, we'll blur out Briar's face and make him stay in his room, or make him sit off to the side, but uh, maybe I'll run the camera. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get a, a good video aspect of it, so it'll be good. But so let's go ahead and draw this thing down. The Under Pressure Outdoors Tip of the Week is brought to you by Racket Jacket. Racket Jacket's a neoprene cover to go over your racket strap. I used it today to go in the corners of my load. Even got them to camouflage them. Yeah, why not get some camouflage? Yeah, I yeah. used them on the pom poms today, and they look great. Yep. There you go. So, Matt, yeah, you came prepared for this. Yeah. So what do you got? Um, now I, I drew, drew a blank. What was I talking about earlier? 
have no idea. Oh, man. I, I forget. Yeah, Dude. What? Oh, Either yeah, that or a shotgun shell. No, no, we talked about live chats earlier, I believe. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll go back to that one. Life jackets. Um, when I am hunt by myself, or scout by myself, it doesn't matter where I am, what kind of river I'm running, what kind of lake that I'm running, anything can change at any time of the day. Um, so I wear the full inflatable life jackets because you, you always got to be prepared. You always got to be set up. I mean, yeah, people at home that care about you, people that love at you, you're, love you, and, you know, you... You want to go back home to them, so, I mean, it may be a discomfort a little bit when you're running or you're doing something, but realistically, it's 30 minutes that you can do something on your run, and, you know, you ain't going to have a hardship. So. Where are your life jackets? Yeah. Yep. Where are your kill switch? Yeah. Because if you fall if out works. of your boat. I've yet to get thrown out of mine, but I've seen firsthand somebody get thrown out of it. They were not wearing their kill switch. You were there. I've gotten thrown out of my boat without wearing the kill right? switch. Weren't we on that Orange Lake run when that dude came hauling butt in? Oh, yeah. Came hauling butt in that center console, tried to hot shot, and it was a center console gator tail rig. Tried to hot shot in there, and he skipped once, skipped twice. That third, that far edge caught, and boom, sent him flying out of the boat. Nope, he was in shallow enough water that the boat stopped. Luckily. Yeah. Because there was a lot, there was a big line of people waiting on somebody to get unstuck. Well, who wants to go next? <coughs> yeah. This one always catches me, I, I know it every time, but it catches me by surprise. I know. Talk about them flares. Yeah, the flare, I guess, yeah, that shotgun shell. That's, that's something that's new to me. But, you know, that's, honestly, that's, that's something a lot of people don't think about you go out you need a nighttime signaling device you know always make sure you have your nighttime signaling device like matt brought up earlier if you're duck hunting uh it's real easy to get you a, a shotgun flare you don't have to carry anything extra flare. yeah 12 gauge flare i'm sure they make them in 20s well too. actually <coughs> if you look at the um if you if you buy a standard flare gun it is in a 12 gauge caliber um or 12 gauge gauge same thing yeah. um so they have it set up already where you can put it in a shotgun so and if you look at it on the shell length on the um flare itself it will go inside of the cylinder and the barrel portion and it will go in there but it is two and a half inches long that way you cannot put a two and three quarter shotgun shell i don't know from personal experience you cannot put a shotgun <laughs> shell in a pistol-style flare gun, but the flare shells themselves will fit in your 12-gauge shotgun. So you can go down to your local Walmart and buy flare gun shells that will fit into yeah. your shotgun. So Point I'll say it. this, though. If, but the advantage of having an actual flare gun over having to carry a shotgun is you can get inserts for your flare gun that will allow you to shoot point two long out of it. So, in a real shit hit the fan scenario, survival situation. Yes, you could have the fifty round, a fifty ballistic twenty two in there with your flare gun with that insert, and you could you could use that. 
driving there pretty mm. cool. I yeah, I didn't know that. Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. It's plain and simple. It, Absolutely. It's just easy. You're just throwing in that. In a hunting scenario, a lot of times the first thing's good because accidents happen. And in a scenario like where you're duck hunting out of a boat, you don't have to physically carry that stuff around. I mean, you're talking the, like a big first aid kit, two pounds, three pounds small first aid kit you can carry in your bag less than a pound there's there's plenty of companies out there that, that have first aid kits that are that are just there you know enough to treat a gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. i would say especially but, hunting sorry to interrupt you but to to try and have a tourniquet yeah in yeah. addition to having all that stuff don't just carry it know how to use it and if you don't take a class save your life but you could save somebody else's right yeah me and sarah we just went and about a year ago we rolled up on a we were the first one on scene we rolled up on a uh, motorcycle accident where we hit a telephone pole mm. yeah and you know running out of the truck i mean <coughs> you kind of have to know what's going on and i wasn't prepared you have myself. to be able to assess the situation I can speak as you approach experience in motorcycle wreck that's no fun at all yeah. <laughs> so take if you're not going to take a class Tourniquets are one-time use. So once you use it, it's garbage. It's not garbage. It's great for training. Just don't be used in a training environment. Well, that kind of goes for. But any if you carry a tourniquet, if you carry a tourniquet, you you have you need to prep it. You don't just leave it in the plastic wrapping because when you need it, when you really need it, you need seconds it right or now. hours. Anything in that first aid kit is, I, I am, I, I don't believe. know, I mean, I held pressure on my, on my staff team for, yeah. for minutes while I was like, hey, get in my bag and get my, my eyesight and my backpack. Everybody's standing there looking at me like, what do you mean? I said, I stabbed myself. I need the first aid kit out of my backpack. <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer in if you got to open up that first aid kit, replace it. Yeah. Well, put, put it under your sink and replace in your replace what you use. Yes. Yeah, but put it under your sink in your kitchen. Use it for the band-aids, gauze, you know, all that kind of well, stuff. Well, the first but. aid kit you're talking about, the first aid kit I'm talking about, are two very different. Very okay. Different my first aid kit in my bag ain't got a single stab wound in it. Okay. It's 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 for worse than uh, oh if, I cut if, my finger. If you need well, a life life saver. You need to send me the link for that. If we're in a duck boat and you say and you say, hey, I need a band-aid. Yeah, well, Grab you need to uh, send me the worst kind of the worst band or band aid kit I'll that get, you got. Yeah. I get you hooked up. By the way, got some hats for me. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, I'm gonna call Brad later. Talk to him. Right. I'm just Brad? excited about the hats. I'm a hat guy. So. Yeah. Briar's turn. What do you got, Briar? 
You know what? Because it came in handy today. And I wasn't prepared. I'm going to circle back around to what I've used several times, but I think it's very important. To have a buddy's truck for when you get a Biden mobile. No, no. <laughs> Always make sure you have bracket holders. The old you know, uh, CFD. There you go. Your CFD. Make sure it's around. Yeah, I uh, my biggest thing if I go hunting, whether I'm in the woods on the lake, I always tell my wife where I'm going. Absolutely. I give her the name of the name yeah. of the lake, the name of the woods, the, the road I'm going down, because if something were to happen to me, even if you're hunting with a buddy, something happens to both of you, somebody knows where you're at. Yeah. Send a search team out; they know exactly where to start looking. You know, I did that with my father today before I left. Uh, I went over to his house, and I came over here, and I did that with him, and I dropped 10 points and told him where we are at and what boat ramp we were watching out of, and, you know, it, it kind of annoys me a little bit, because when, you know, another person comes on to the podcast where they have the best tips, <laughs> and I think that's because they go back down to the basics, you know, they, they go back down, to the, and that doesn't only go for hunting, that goes to... If you're bass fishing, if you're flats fishing, mm -hmm. if you're going offshore, you got to have a, a float plan. If you are, you know, going camping out on the water, you need to tell them what campsites you're going to be at and what time. And yep. That, I went, that's a great and honest point that a lot of us look over. I went hunting yeah. a few years ago in Ocala. I was still hunting, and, you know, I told my wife I'd be home at a certain time. Well, I ended up, a buddy of mine's, mother found out she got diagnosed with cancer at the time so on the way home i stopped by their house and went and saw her and my wife hadn't heard from me because i had no service but she packed a gun clothes food <laughs> she packed a survival bag and she went exactly where i told her i was looking for me i wasn't there and she was freaking out but now that's your team a with life oh right yeah there. that's your team <laughs> yep. right there 100 she was there though and i ended up coming home about an hour later but I mean, she knew where I was, you know. I could have been, could have fell out of the tree stand, you know, so. Yeah. Now, I did that once. I went and Sarah turned around, and we were in the, we were in the woods. We were actually hog hunting, and old Jelly Louie had a uh, climber sitting off to the side, you know, because he manages one of my hog properties, the one that we talked about. And uh, I went and grabbed his climber, and I made it about five feet up into the air, and that thing slipped, and I came down, and I busted my butt laying <laughs> on my back. Sarah's sitting there dying laughing. I've never gotten into a climb since. Mm. Don't ever think that an accident can't happen to you. Yep. Absolutely. Because accidents are just that. Nobody means when it happens to bring that dream to you. That's why they're called the accidents. Yeah. But too many people get that, that frame of mind. Ah, it won't happen. Until next week, make sure you guys are getting on there and giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm pretty sure it's one of those where you can give us a review. But if you've listened this long, you should probably hit that far right star. And if you don't just hit the star, like something. So let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Maybe we'll change. Maybe we won't. <laughs> probably won't. We're working on the audio. You're going to get the podcast on there. Wrecking boat ramp. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. Don't, you know, you're catching this live action. Raw. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> give us that. Give us that review. Hey, uh, and I know this is a new thing. You guys can go on to theunderpressureoutdoors.com and check out our website. You can hit email. You can hit us on. You can hit that WhatsApp button, and we will talk to you directly on WhatsApp. So plenty of ways to contact us. Hunt with us, hey, the more the merrier. Just give us a like. Don't steal week. our spots. Oh, we're gonna blindfold you, take you down ten times, and then throw you in the boat and drive <laughs> you home wet. <laughs> Soaking wet. We'll take, we'll take you to Skeeter Pond. Until hey. next week, we're gonna get up here in a few hours, and we're gonna go kill some ducks. Good luck.